Ah, welcome to another week of the show. I am beyond excited today. I mean, it's race week. The April Fool's half marathon is Sunday. I can't wait. I've been training hard. I am going to go for that sub two-hour half marathon. I ain't playing around. That's right. My race has been officially canceled, but we have the opportunity to do it virtually. So I am going to wake up. I've been doing everything, everything. I've been eating right. I've been training on my run days. In fact, I just concluded my uh, nine-mile marathon training that's all based on your heart rate. So I'm not just out here uh, telling you guys what to do. I am talking the talk, but I am walking the walk. And guess what? That is the episode entitled Walk the Walk with Marie Geary. We have Marie Geary, our walker in our community. How are you, Marie? Hey, I'm good, Tadrice. Thanks for having me. Yo, like, do you feel that energy right now? Like, I- I'm excited. You excited? I'm excited. Yes, I'm ready to go for my walk tonight. Can't wait. <laughs> so... And so, um, guys, last week at the end of my episode, I told you that I just completed another round of 30 days of like the whole 30, what I call keeping it real process of eating only real foods. Um, you know, I, I dropped like eight to 10 pounds. I ran a 658 mile. I mean, that's big for me. I'm like 45 going on 46. I'm getting faster with age because of being consistent, being um, like, like I said, walking the walk, like just because the coronavirus has people shut in and everything like that, like we still can go out into our communities and get some exercise and wear your mask, be safe, stay, stay distance, social distancing and everything like that. Before now, now I have Marie Geary on. This is the first uh, walker I ever had on our uh, podcast. Um, I just want to say that I have been told in the past that walking brings the same anaerobic experience as running do, you know, guess what? It doesn't matter if you ran a 658 mile or you walked a 15 minute mile. Guess, guess what distance you still cover Marie? A mile. He still did a mile. Chris Ballard posted that in our uh, accountability group, and I loved it, right? So before we get into talking to, to Marie, I just wanted to say, I wanted to ask you guys, um, I kind of gave you a glimpse as the week that was for me, the, the week ahead. I'm looking forward to this half marathon on Sunday, but I want to know from you guys, how was your week? What were some things that went well for you last week? Has any of the tips from last week's podcast, we had Jared on. Do you know Jared, Marie? Yes. Yes, he's the uh, physical therapist over at uh, Vintner Wellness. Yes. And and he did a podcast last week with me, gave us so much information to think about when it comes to physical therapy, um, listening to our body, take care of your body before the major injury happens, because we can feel some, you know, something tweaking here and there. And if we stretch it out, you know, it may go away. But if we stretch it out and it still nags us, it might be time to get it looked at by a physical therapist. So Jared really, really brought a lot of good points last week. Um, so we want to hear from some of your successes. Feel free to connect with me, Tadris Parker. Um, I will put my spelling of my name in the show notes on Facebook. Uh, you can message me or submit your questions or comments to coachtadris at gmail.com. And if you would like to become a supporter of our content, 
um, our blogs, podcasts, videos, things like that. You can head over to paypal.me slash coach degrees. You can contribute as little as a dollar. Okay. Maybe you buy me a black, a cup, uh, a cup of black coffee while I'm intermittent fasting. Right. Or, um, we, I'll leave those links into the show notes and, uh, you, you can, you can do what your heart moves you to do. I, I, Hope that I'm providing you guys with some good content that is helping to change your life. All right. Without you spending a massive amount of money. The things that I teach is easy to do, but it's also easy not to do. And that's where I come in as a coach. Um, so without further ado, I am going to reintroduce Marie Geary. Right. I'm going to say uh, probably three years into our program of the run to the best you program. One of the members wanted to run a 5K, but then she started experiencing some ankle issues. And I said, you know what? Don't be depressed about what you can't do. What you can do is walk. And we, we would like to grow our walking community. And so um, she was so devastated that she just fell off. Um, she thought about biking. And I seen her a couple of years later. And um, unfortunately, she didn't do anything. Like she just let herself go. Um, and so that, that's what happens to a lot of individuals if they do not, if they do not um, have the right mindset as to um, I have the setback, but I'm not going to let it keep me down. So, so Marie, how about we uh, kind of introduce you at this time and kind of, kind of, I just want to know from you, like, what, what is, what is it that you do for a living? I teach preschool right now. Now, you know, I know that that uh, <laughs> I know that answer because uh, you taught my my son who's now 10 years old. Yes. You know, Marie, um, dropping him off, if you can remember, like this interview is not going to be like any other interview because like, you know, you have that special connection, you and I and. Um, I remember when his mom would take him, he would just cry and didn't want to go. You remember those days? I do. Yeah. (laughs) And then remember she, she sent the big dog in and that was me. I had to go take him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you are like, always remember you were so kind, you were so Mm -hmm. loving and, uh, you know, there's not. Teachers as a whole don't get the credit that they deserve. And uh, every teacher isn't as warm hearted as you are. Oh, right. So, yeah. So I just wanted to say that. How, how long have you been doing this? I've been teaching for 23 years, not all preschool, but 20. OK, years. this is my 23rd year of teaching. Yes. You know, what's interesting, too, was I remember when I first started trying to write blogs and um, I really don't like writing. I'm just putting it out there. I'm more of a runner. And then I'm more of a, like getting the camera and like say something motivational and then call it a day. But to write, it's taking me like some more, a little more patience. And um, I feel as though that I am getting better at it, just like anything else. It takes 10,000 mm-hmm. hours to get good at something. But I remember asking you if you can edit my stuff. And you said, sure. But like, let me remind you, I'm just a preschool teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I still know some of it, but like you, I'm not a writer. So preschool is where I need to be right now. <laughs> so so being a teacher uh, for the grade that, that you have, um, would you say that it's active or are you more sedentary? Like, you know, what what is your daily activity level at school? Well, honestly, it depends on the day most days, but um, it's active, honey. I very rarely sit down. 
Um, mm. Yeah, I have half my 10,000 steps in before I even leave school. So Nice. Yeah. That's crazy. So um, you joined the walking community, but let me let me back up a little bit. Uh, I remember dropping Shaylin off sometimes at school. And um, the what year was that? Oh, my, my gosh. Don't make me go back that far. Uh, it was last year. He was in my class. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, he's 10, out, he's so 10 going years. to 11. He's in the fifth, fifth grade. grade. So, yeah, it's been five years. He was born years. in 2009. Yeah. So this this was like 2013, I'm going to say. Like, yeah. I just, I just became a health coach. I was working with a nutrition company, which I don't work with them anymore. I just started the walk-run program. And I do remember, uh, and I think we may talk about this a little bit later, but I do remember you talking about, we, we, we struck up a conversation one day after school and you were talking about like this lifetime, um, maybe the TV show, the, the TV network lifetime had this like walk for three days or something like that. No, it actually, it was the Susan G. Komen, um, three day walk. It's 60 miles over three days to raise uh, breast cancer awareness funds for that. And um, I had a sister who passed away, not from breast cancer, but from lung cancer and I'm sorry, pancreatic cancer. And this is the largest cancer research walk there is that I know of 60 miles over three days. So I joined it to honor her because cancer is cancer. And that's what got me started. Wow. And what year was that? Oh, my first three-day walk was in 2010, and I did it 10, 11, 12, and 13 was my last year that I did it. I did it for four years in a row, 60 miles over three days every October. And where, where were these races at? That, oh, it, these, it, was, these... it was in uh, Philadelphia. We started oh. at the Willow Grove Mall and over the three days walked throughout the city of Philadelphia and the surrounding area, and we ended at the Naval Yard. Okay. And uh, did you have to stay like in tents or anything like that overnight? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I signed signed up to do this on a whim because my girlfriend had done it. And I used to say to her, oh, someday I'm going to do that with you. And after my sister had passed away in December, it was like two or three weeks after that I saw the commercial on TV and I went in and I registered to do this walk and didn't realize that you have three days of porta potties and sleeping in little pink tents. Mm. yeah i'm not a camper either so and what time of year was this Because pennsylvania could get a little cold october and thankfully that first year that we did it um there was a storm that came through like the couple days before so they actually put us instead of us tenting in fairmount park we ended up with our pink tents on the convention center floor in philadelphia Okay, so yeah, you got fortunate on that. Yeah, that was a little bit of inside plumbing, but it still wasn't fun. (laughs) So, so here's something crazy. I was, uh, I was listening to uh, some sports podcasts, and it was, it was like talking about basketball that I was interested in. And in that podcast, randomly out of nowhere, after the one segment, she broke off to another segment where she was interviewing this person. They had a ultra ultra marathon. And for all you listeners out there, I cannot imagine this. But Marie, every hour on the hour, you had to run 4.66 miles within that hour. So say someone runs a 10-minute mile, right? So that's going to take them like 46 to 50 minutes. 
they only have like, you know, 10 minutes of rest before they have to go back and do another 4.66. And this thing was done all around the world with all these participants in different countries. And the last man standing uh, won the race. He he ran over 200 miles. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even imagine that. Like, it's a good thing you can't see my mouth right now. It's only open. <laughs> and then and then so he said that he said that he was running because of the virus and everything he said that he was running around his block which was like in his development is like a a little bit over a quarter mile so he just kept making these loops and loops and he said people would come outside and i'm telling you this took like over two days of just constantly doing this so so he people will wake up and like cheer him on. People set up like a, a table with pizza on it and stuff like that, was feeding him. And the other guy, which is even worse than this story, the other guy was doing it on a treadmill. Holy cow. Are you are you kidding me? I would no, I would have died. No. <laughs> so so in 2000, 2010 through 2013, you started this walking journey. I I Met you back then in 2013 for sure, yeah. and you were telling me about this. Um, and I may probably had talked to you about this running group that I had at the time. We didn't have the walkers and things like that, but um, so were you an athlete growing up? No, not an athletic bone in this body, <laughs> <laughs> but see, guys, you could get started for you know, you can get started into this. You know, um, I didn't ask you um, your age or anything like that. Do you mind sharing? No, I don't have a problem with that at all. I'm 59. 59. 59. So you guys, like, it doesn't, like, you may not have been athletic growing up, but you can be inspired and moved to do something that's going to not only help your health, but actually contribute to a good cause like Marie did, right? Exactly. and so uh, take us back to the start of your journey into walking. Uh, how were you feeling once you started incorporating that, you know, going on that three, three day uh, journey? Well, I have to confess that first year I really did not train properly. So mm. uh, mile 15 of the first day, because each day you walk like 20 plus miles, because obviously you need to do 20 or so every day to get the 60. So the first day it's like 25, the second day it's like 23, and then you end up that last day with just, you know, shorter than 20. That 15th mile in, I kept thinking to myself, they already have my money. I don't need to keep doing this. (laughs) Um, But I did. I stuck it out and I did every step of that 60 miles that first year with not proper training. The second year kind of was a little bit better. Before we go into the second year, uh, how was your feet after after that first year? I lost toenails and blisters like you wouldn't believe. Um, mm. Yeah, it was it was not pretty at all. Um, the second year, I did a little more training, and my sister joined me the second year. Um, and I did a little more training, and it was okay. And, you know, I was all right. The third year, my sister and I decided that we were doing this together, and we needed to really train for this. So we followed the training path that the um, Coleman organization sent out. And before the walk even happened, we trained 970 miles between mm. January and October. And that was the best year I ever had because I trained properly and I didn't have any problems. My feet didn't hurt. I didn't lose toenails. 
Um, didn't really have blisters. It was a good, good year. And then the fourth year, so, so- again, I kind of slacked off on the training. And that fourth year, I was in line to use a porta potty at one of the pit stops, and I turned the wrong way and ended up hurting my hip. And it felt like my hip was dislocated. But guess what? I walked every bit of that 60 miles with my hip hurting because I was Mm. in it for the cause. I was doing something and it was the most strenuous um, but most rewarding thing other than having my children and experiencing grandchildren that I've ever done in my life. Because I've reached every gamut of emotion you could go through in those three days. You know, this, like, I'm, I'm getting chills. Like, we have not, me and you, uh, we have not talked about this ahead of time. So I'm learning this for the very first time. And just hearing you, I'm so glad to be able to have you on this episode and to be able to hear this even for myself because I had no idea. And that some of the takeaways that I take away from that one segment, um, that one portion that you said was the first year you didn't train yeah. and look how much, um, you know, pain and discomfort that you experienced because of that. But then fast forward to the third year, you were determined. You had a you had a goal and you you 900 miles in like a little over nine months. Right. Yeah. So like you were you were averaging almost 100 miles a month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, just putting it out here to our listeners, you know, head over to the uh, run to the best you dot com and uh, sign up to our program. It's all it's all one low price right now across the board. And we'll help map out, you know, you let us know what race you want to do. Is it a half marathon? Is your is it your first 5K? Is it your first marathon? Well, we can help you build out a structured plan to get you to that starting line. But then when you go into that fourth year, Marie, yeah, when you went into that fourth year and you had that hip situation and you gutted it out, I shared a quote just today. It says, when you can't run anymore, run with your heart take that word run out and when you can't walk anymore walk with your heart is is, would you say that's what you end up doing that's exactly what i did because shortly after that hip started hurting we were going down i don't know if you're familiar with the manioc area there's a manioc bike race where the bikers go up well we were going we walked down and it's like a 90 degree angle i mean that's Mm. what it feels like it's 95 but it's about a 90 maybe less than that but you're going straight downhill, and that was the most excruciating pain. It felt like my hip was dislocated, but then the sky opened up, and it poured. So oh. not only was I, because I walked in jeans. I don't, you know, I didn't wear special spandex running. I walked in jeans. I'm <laughs> laughing because I've never seen you in shorts. No, no, they weren't in... shorts. These were long pant jeans, honey. I'm no, I know. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's why I'm laughing. I walked in, and I was soaked clear through to every and and at one point it was like was I wet because I was was my face wet because of the rain or was it because I was crying because I was in excruciating pain Mm. and it's raining and it was just laughable but I was determined that I was doing every step of that 60 miles so I didn't say anything to any of the any of the uh, health people that were around um, you know, wow. anytime during the race, you just put your hands in like an X position and they have bands that come around and pick you up when you can't go anymore. I was determined that I was walking mm-hmm. that and I did it out of the memory of my sisters because at that point I had lost a second sister to wow. cancer and her name was on the back of my shirt. So 
that's why I did it. The determination. But you know what? It, you said something a little while ago. It's not about doing a race. It's about doing it for you. Um, yeah. The races are great, but I'm not walking now to do a race, so to speak. I'm walking because I know for me, I need to do this. And that's what I'm doing it for. Wow. I mean, um, I'm not sure if you heard a couple of podcasts, a couple of episodes ago, like as runners and stuff like that, you know, we, we, we like to have a calendar. Yeah. We like some, some runners, like we'll, we'll map out the next six months of races. So we are so used to that. But, but what has happened when all these races has been like the rug has been like, snatched from under us. Right. And so now what do you do? And so for me, it's kind of like, I'm switching to the mindset like, okay, why do I run? Am I, am I signing up to these races because I want to win a medal? No, I'm, I know I'm not going to win, you know, first place or second place. But so it kind of makes you go deeper to the core. Like, why am I doing this? You know, and for me, I do have a, a, a 10, 11 year old kid that I got to be healthy for. I got, I got my older sons who got, you know, ch- uh, children now. So, you know, now, now I'm a grandfather. So, you know, and, and it just makes me, makes me feel good, you know? Um, but Marie, that that that's powerful. Um, and you know why the the sky opened up and poured on you, right? Is because I wasn't there. Exactly. <laughs> There's a little inside joke, guys, that it doesn't rain on me. Okay. I mean, it's it's crazy. I come home, my wife says it's storming out. Are you still having a run group tonight? I'm like, come on, it's going to be. Yes, we're having it. And somehow the sun just comes out in the, in the five o'clock hour, right? Am I Those lying? umbrellas go up. I don't, I'm telling you, the sky just becomes an umbrella. Oh, it's going to rain over there. <laughs> so um, when, you, uh, when you started with the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, um, it was probably 2016. It was the first time. So I started the program in 2013 and I was training people to get ready for 5k events on the Jersey shore. Cause there's tons of races. And then one day I was inspired to put a race right in our own home course, as it were, Absecan area. And um, I was trying to find a good, cause to help raise money for and one of the causes was uh in my mind was the Afseekin school system um but they used to do a race over in that same kind of vicinity and they said that you know we can't get behind this right now we're kind of tied up with other things and ironically one of the member uh one of my uh sisters from the congregation said um have you tried south jersey fill the dreams and i at that time i said nah I, i i got my you know, organization I'm going to help out. And then when they said no, then I turned my sights to the South Jersey Field of Dreams. They was like, yeah, that'd be great. We really would appreciate that, you know? So that started, my first race was in 2016. And as before I ask you a question about how you joined the Keep Calm program, um, just to let everybody know, I've been trying to plug the May 30th race, but we have to move it. Just like all the other races, I'm not immune to that. The rain may stop for me, but <laughs> COVID's not. <laughs> um, with, yeah, the, with the social distancing, we're going to actually postpone our race to September, September 5th. And um, again, I hope hope I can get hype and and everything is cleared up by then, and we can move forward with. Uh, we definitely move forward with September 5th as of now. So take me back to 2016. You decided to join our program and. How was that for you? Um, you know what? I had gotten away from walking. Um, 
not not away from it. My sister and I walk every weekend, and we still do, and we did then, but we weren't doing the Susan G. Komen anymore. I did four years in a row, one for each of my grandchildren, but in memory of my sisters. And I kind of had not gotten really into the walking, and then um, I saw the Field of Dreams, and, and I, I one of the coworkers that I teach with had done it the year before and was talking about it, and I said, you know, hey, I'm going to do that. And then when I saw it was you, I was like, hey, I know him. I'll do it. Yeah, so that's – and it's a great cause. The Field of Dreams is a very good cause. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do that. I can walk. It's no big deal. Uh, so actually, you must have came in uh, 2017. I want to say it was either 17 or 18, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was 17. Okay. And so for those that don't know, the, the good cause, South Jersey Field of Dreams, is for disabled children and adults to play baseball on a nice cushion field. Uh, tons of volunteers from the community come out, pitch to these kids in wheelchairs, help them run the bases. Um, there's announcers, they wear real uniforms like, like the Philadelphia Phillies, the New York Yankees, the Texas Rangers. So it's, it's an official, beautiful field. Uh, they give away f- free hot dogs and stuff like that. Obviously you can, uh, donate, you know, whatever, as you go up and get your snacks, they have a, a miniature golf section. I mean, it's just a, a beautiful place, oh, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you join and, um, 2017 and what was your wake-up call when you like you 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 signed up for a good cause but did you feel like you were like lacking because you weren't as active walking as much as you were before? I, I really was starting to feel like I need to do something besides just the weekend walk and um I have four grandchildren and two mm. two beautiful daughters four grandchildren two great sons by marriage and that's who I live for. So I decided, you know what, Marie, you got to get your act together because I may not be able to keep cancer from coming, but I can keep the diabetes and the heart disease and the other things that run in my family. And um, so that's why I started doing it again. Get back to being me. And then in 2018, after the, after the uh, race, um, your daughter, Katie, like I, pretty much landed on her radar and uh because mom did it let me what, what's this all about let me check it out and uh katie had signed up in september and uh it was she signed up to the 12-week program but katie was the first class it was just her and two other ladies janelle and jessica had returned for that moment uh, but jessica again had to uh take some leave because of families family issues, um, responsibilities, I should say. Uh, but Janelle and Katie was the first individuals that I started to really teach the run, walk, mm-hmm. run to. And, and within seven weeks, they did the five. Yes. And so um, how did, how did it feel to see your daughter start to uh, take this for herself? I'm super proud of her. Um, aside from the fact that she's my beautiful daughter, um, the fact that she knows that she needs to do something to get her health back or better herself in that way. So that I'm super proud, super proud. One of the things that uh, Katie, uh, towards the end of that year of 2018, um, Katie said that she wanted to get into this dress and um, 
all of a sudden, and she signed up for the 5K on January 1st. So seven, seven weeks, that was the turkey trot in Ocean City. But her original uh, class was going to end or culminate in the January 1st 5K over in, um, over in Ocean City as well. And so because she had that on the calendar, someone called up and said, hey, there's a New Year's Eve party. We're going to go on this, like, you know, cruise around Baltimore and stuff like that. And she was like, yeah, I'm down. But then she was like, hold up a second. I forgot. I have this 5K signed up for her. I can't mess that out. And then, like, fast forward past that, she got into that dress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Um, what, what have you noticed in Katie since uh, she joined the group? Um, I know for a fact her asthma is better and, and that is, that is key right there. Just, um, Mm -hmm. you know, her health is better. Her asthma is better. She's just a happy person. Yeah. She's my daughter. You know, talk about her forever. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like you. She's just like you in the, in the sense that running and walking is, is both of you guys therapy. Like Katie was she would say that all the time. Like, I'm like, why are you here? You know what I mean? I like to ask people, um, you know, uh, why did you join the group? And she says, running is my therapy. And without, without this, I may not have been able to inspire to do it on my exactly. own. Exactly. Oh, so, so, sometimes I come out there and you already got started your walking and everything like that. And like, I could tell, like, you got this look on your face, like it was not the best day back off. I'm like, all right, I believe it. But, but at the end, you always come back with a smile on your face and with your mission accomplished too, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, I'm on a, I'm on a streak here and and I'm determined I'm not letting it go. So, um, yeah, you know, and you know, how did it feel and we're going to talk about that streak in a moment, especially hopefully in, in hopes to inspire so many people that that is listening to this episode. Um, but let's go back to Katie one more time. October 2019, she crossed the finish line of her first half marathon. Yeah. And you were right there. Her husband was there. Her son was there. The guys had signs. What was that like? I don't know if I can put it into words. Um, I really don't know how to put it into words to see your child do something. She was determined she was going to do it. She did a lot. She did a lot to get there. Um, Mm -hmm. Look, I'm getting all emotional. Um, I can't, I can't be more proud because, um, you know, it's like with any other accomplishment that your child does, the pride, the joy, just feeling her happy. I think I was even crying. Um, and, and, you know, my husband was laughing because, you know, I cry about everything. Um, <laughs> but I was just so proud of her because um, she made a goal and she achieved it. Hey, guys, let, let, let me let me take a, a moment to uh, really reflect on this. So, uh, Marie, you said you're what, 59? Yes. Okay, Marie's 59. Katie's how old? 38. Okay, so so here it is. So here it is, guys. When we think about a parent-child relationship in sports, right, you think about taking Junior to the soccer field, 
and watching them do something, you know. And then if they're good, maybe they play in high school or maybe they play on a basketball team or a football team. But once after high school, if they're not going to the college and to the pros, that, that's over, right? But walking and running is something that we can do for the rest of our lives. And Katie crossed the finish line of her first half marathon at the age of like 37. And you do you hear the emotions coming from mom? <laughs> still, right? Because that's still like my mom used to tell me back in the day, no matter how old you get, I still can yoke you up. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so no matter how old you get, you're still my baby. And I was able to witness you coming across that line. So that that's that's good stuff. And and not trying to throw myself in there, but uh, Marie, how did it, how did it feel to to see your your, your once preschool kids, Shaylin, me and Shaylin <laughs> escorted escorted uh, Katie I to the finish line? I think that's honestly what made me cry. Was um, you're a great coach. You care about the people that you train, and the fact that you had finished your race and you went back to bring her and Shay with you across that. Like, not across the line, because you kind of backed off when she got near it. But I think that that's what started the tears, because I know how I feel about her, because she's my daughter, obviously. But the fact that you go above and beyond to bring her up on that first half marathon that she did, it's just a special moment. I thank thank you so much. I mean, I, I sometimes, sometimes I don't... Um... Uh, sometimes I do things like that's something that we've all I've always done from five kids mm-hmm. and, and now I didn't think that I'll ever have people that I'm actually bringing across the finish line of a half marathon but uh, you know sometimes I just do things because I feel like it's the right thing to do you know and it's just like it's it's amazing I I was like in tears the first time um, I actually had Shaylin come to my race because I was doing a couple of half marathons with and just by myself. And then one year I read a book that said to create memories, like, you know, memories don't happen by chance. They happen because you designed them. So I said, you know what, it'd be cool if some people in the run club actually came to the race because they only done five Ks. So if I invited them to a half marathon and say, Hey, Richard, can you be in mile seven and pass me the sports drink? Hey, Jessica, can you be in mile um, so-and-so? And I had people scattered throughout the race. And then last but not least, I had asked Nikki to come to the race. And when Shaylin sees me come down the chute to that final shoot, I want him to come run with me across the finish yeah. line. So um, <laughs> that very first time, I actually picked him up in the air because he was so little. <laughs> And I just gave him this big old hug. And now you'll see now that when I cross the finish line, I'm giving him a high five. He's yeah. too big to pick up now. <laughs> but uh, when we when we um, cross that finish line, there's some one of uh, this is crazy, guys, all you listeners out there. So Marie Geary taught my son Shaylin at uh, the preschool level. Now he's in fifth grade. And guess who his teacher is? <laughs> my other daughter. <laughs> <laughs> He's going full so, now. <laughs> so I, I I rarely ever call Marie Marie. Uh-huh. I always call her Mrs. Geary. So I don't even know Mrs. Rizzo's name. That's all I know her as is Mrs. Rizzo. That would be Christy. <laughs> Christy. Okay, Christy. So so uh Shaylin was a celebrity kind of like uh 
um, the next day in school because Christy was talking about how cool that was to see him running down the yeah. chute with uh, Katie. It's crazy. Amazing. This is this is life is crazy. This I mean this is who would have thunk that this crying little boy being dropped <laughs> off to you and mom can't take it. You, you're like, go ahead, mom. I see this all the time. Go ahead, you can leave. And she's like, no, you're gonna have to take him, dad. You're gonna have to take him. <laughs> so, um, this this has been a pleasure. This definitely has been a pleasure. What is what um at the moment are your your healthy habits? You talked about this streak. Why don't we tell everybody what that streak oh, is all about? Oh my gosh, my streak is I've decided that um, January first, I decided, and it really comes from you because you had a streak going. About still going, still going, and I saw yours in January first. I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a mile a day. A mile a day is nothing. I could do a mile a day, and I the first couple of days I didn't say anything to anybody. I just kind of kept it to myself. And then one day walking with my sister, because again we still walk every Saturday or almost every Saturday and Sunday. And I said to her, you know what? I'm going to start. I'm doing a streak. I'm walking a mile a day. And she's like, oh, all right. And then I bumped it up to two miles a day. And then you had a challenge for uh, 60 miles in the month. And I said, oh, I can do that. And now it's like the the 100 miles. In the month. Yo, and I'm and, like, and, you know well, what? Well, I'm doing wait a second. Wait a second. I actually looked at that Nike app because I've been on a project, which kind of took take me away from uh, my passion here a little bit. But um, I've been on a project and I, I sometimes like in, at the halfway point in the month i would like to look on the nike club nike run club app guys you can friend me for free to Dries parker friend me join one of these challenges right and so i'm like sometimes i do a post like you know good you know you're looking good you're at the halfway point and you're halfway to your goal i noticed that you're in third place in the hundred mile challenge yeah, i'm out here running these miles you know, there's there's some days where I, I'll walk the mile or whatever like that, but I'm out here running. But like you are in third place with high mileage, and you you're gonna hit that hundred mile mark before the the thirty days. Oh, is absolutely! Up. And then the month of May is um, Chop, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia does a uh, challenge for the thirty one days in May, and um, it's to raise money for them. And I'm gonna sign up for the hundred miles, but I could do a hundred miles in April. I can easily do a hundred miles in May. Um, again, sure. it'll be a new a good cause. But I'm also trying to get in ten thousand steps a day, and right. uh, with not being in the classroom, um, that's become a little bit of a challenge. And there have been times when, like last night, I was getting ready for bed and looked down at my Fitbit and said, "Oh, nuts! I still need twelve hundred steps." <laughs> um, I went outside, put my shoes back on, went outside and walked my driveway in a circle. It was funny because when you were saying that a little earlier about somebody else doing, I walked that circle and I got my steps in. So my streak is still alive for the 10,000 steps a day. Um, so, so so what day what day of this walking streak uh, are you on? Let me go to my notes. Let me see. It's 112 days of one mile or more. 81 days of two miles or more, 24 mm. days of three miles or more, and 79 days of over 10,000 steps. Now, see, this is one of those situations where I said that sometimes I just do stuff. I'm not sure if it's right, you know, as far as like my business and stuff like, well, like, will this stick? And and I don't care. I don't care if I get any, you know, I don't want to say I don't care hundred percent, but like, I really don't care if I get business off of it. Just knowing that, 
I'm like, does anybody care that I'm on the streak? But look how look how it inspired you. Oh, absolutely. And that that's what makes me really really happy. And then you inspired me in return because now I'm sitting here looking at my calendar right now because you post in our accountability group and guys, you can join our accountability group for free for seven days by uh, trying out one of our seven day, keeping it real challenges. So when you post in that group, you would give us that breakdown that you just gave the, the 10,000 step streak, the two mile a day streak, the one mile a day streak. So I am on day 14. Uh, no, I'm sorry. As of today, of recording this podcast. I am on day 17 of planking for at least one minute per day. <laughs> um, the first, I did not test my max on day one. Um, I just started one minute a day. And now on Sunday, every Sunday, I te- I'll, I'll test my max. So my max last Sunday was three minutes and five seconds. The week before was two minutes wow. and 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, I'm on a push-up streak of 100 push-ups a day. I'm on day 28 of that. And what was cool about that is because I had got invited to another group. It was called 250 push-ups a day, you know, coronavirus, like at home doing something. And I joined that and I started developing a little bit of issue with my elbow, 250. Like I would do three days worth and then I might not do any more. And so uh, for like another three days. So I felt like, oh, I could do 100 every day. And what I like about that is that it's, it's a compound effect. You know what I mean? Again, if you do, if you do 250 push-ups two days in a row, but you're sore and you don't do anything for three more days, that's only 500 push-ups. But if you did 100 push-ups seven days in a row yeah. because it was consistent, now you did 700 push-ups. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, and then I'm on today. I just did one mile before work which I always recommend doing something before work. It makes you feel so energized. I'm on day 173 of that streak. Wow. And I'm also, uh, if, if I was to count how many months I hit 100 miles, because my goal for the year is 1,200 miles. So I'm, I'm about to wrap up the fourth month of 100 miles. Great. And so you, you inspire me too. So I, I wrote I wrote that stuff in my notebook because I got to keep a track of it. Because sometimes when I post it on social media, I'm like, dang, what day was it? You know what I mean? So now I got a calendar and I wrote across every single day what day of the streak it would be on. Right. Um, let me transition to this. Uh, do you intermittent fast? I do. Um, I, I, and I did not know that. I did not know that. I, I do. Um, yeah. I got to admit my eating habits have kind of slacked off with being home and uh yeah i'll get back to where i need to be though it's okay um but i'm not it's not as bad as it could be so instead of having the whole sandwich at lunch having Mm -hmm. a sandwich at lunch so you would say uh you you fast uh, for about 15 hours or so about that yeah yeah and uh, how do you fit it all in with, as far as like, you know, when do you get your walks in? Being a, a school teacher, um, when do you do your walks? Well, today is, today's a rough day. In fact, I'm looking at the clock and I'm saying, I got to get out there and walk because I didn't get my walk in yet. Um, I'm holding you it's up. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I can walk the top of the driveway. I'll just have to go a couple more times around. Um, during, if we're Steve, with us not being in school right now, I've got a little bit more leeway, but I even will walk at recess. Like I'll take the kids outside for recess and while they're running around and playing, I'm walking that recess yard, watching yeah. them, but I'm still moving. 
now with us being home, um, I was tied down because I was doing virtual meetings almost all day. And Mm -hmm. I didn't get out to, I didn't get up and move as much as I could or would like to. So I've got to get out and hit the street. I got to get out there and get my walk in. Um, And that's what I do. It's so important to stick to a routine. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? You, you got to have your routine, get it set. If, if this week's routine, um, you found that um, it was all for you, then don't give up. Just keep tweaking it until you find the routine that's right for you, whether it's to wake up early, get it done before work, or in Marie's case, she's getting some steps in during work hours, but then she has her main workout after work. Mm-hmm. So that that's good stuff. How does your family enjoy uh, the the energized walking Marie? Well, you would really have to ask them, to be honest. Um, but I, I, you know, I want to be, I want to be the grandmom that does things with the grandkids. Um, I want to yeah. take them places and do things with them. I don't want to be the one that said, and God rest her soul, my my mother passed away, um, but she was, and she was seventy four, but she was an old. 74 we would go places and she would she would sit on the bench and say i'll wait here you go ahead and go and come back in and get me when you're done and it's like well that's kind of not why i invited you to go i don't want to be that kind of grandma i want to take my kids and go places with them and see things and and when we go on vacation be able to do things with them um speaking of speaking of vacation i remember did you go cross country with your grandson yes i did yeah that just popped in my head as i was saying that because, <laughs> it just um, popped in my head we drove across country and back we did the lower part of the country up the coast of california and back across the top tier of the country um, over seven thousand miles in 14 days the main goal was the san diego zoo we spent two days at the San Diego Zoo, one at the San Diego Zoo, one at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park, which is not a drive through safari, by the way, it's walking. And I know because I've been walking and because I, I've got myself together that we were able to do things on that trip that if I didn't take care of myself, I would never have been able to do. And, and I'm blessed that I have those memories that I have of my grandson's face when, and just him just being in the car with him and, and spending the time together with him. It's, it's priceless. You can't put, I can't put words into how good that makes you feel. I got chills. I'm blessed to even have you and us like, remember that and to be able to put that on this podcast. Um, I was just thinking about how sometimes as young people, if you go to great adventure, people are sitting on the bench because they're tired mm-hmm. of walking all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then, and then that takeaway with your mom, um, I, I heard something on, you know, some late night, you know, infomercial or something, but it always stuck with me. Hey, if we're going to live until we uh, are 80 years old, we don't want to be uh, tired and sick right. and going to the doctors from the time we're 50 to the time we're, you know, about to pass away. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You want to, you want to live life. So, uh, what has you excited today? What, what what has you fired up? Right now, today, I need to get out and get walking now. <laughs> um, what has me fired up today is, um, you know, I, I'm in this because I love my kids and my grandkids and I want to be there for them. And 
that's why I do what I do. Um, I love my school kids and that's what keeps me going too. And I learned a lot today with um, the meetings that I sat in on. Um, I'm just, I'm just blessed. I am truly and utterly blessed. Well, we thank you so much for being a part of the uh, walk program. Um, I always say, you know, the running program, but you know, you have really, taking the lead with the walkers any new walkers when we are able to get together you you corral the walkers and say let's go they follow your lead um and i couldn't be more proud and thankful for you uh doing what you do and we're rooting for you no matter what you know life brings on we know that you're going to always attack it with determination we know that we can look forward to your post continuing to inspire us with all your different streaks once again, I thank you for being on the show. But before we let you go, what can you say to our listeners who may be ready to start their journey tomorrow? It's one foot in front of the other. Whether you're running or you're walking, just be moving because you only get one body. Mm-hmm. And money can buy you a lot of things, but it can't buy you a new body. can fix mm-hmm. it up and make it look good. But once that illness comes in, it's a lot harder to take care of yourself after the fact. Prevention yeah. is the key. So get up and move. Doesn't matter what you do. Just get up and move. And with that, we thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, please, this 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 uh, episode, please share this on all your social media platforms. Head over to runtothebestyou.com. Take us up on Uh, one of our online programs to help you get started today. Our seven-day challenge is free. Uh, We also are rolling out the Coach Sadris Platinum Plan, and you can ask me about getting started with that. So once again, thank you for listening. Remember, the best way to predict the future is to create it. So create an amazing